Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. You recall, brothers and sisters, our toil and drudgery working night and day in order not to burden any of you. We proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and so is God, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved toward you believers. As you know, we treated each one of you as a father treats his children, exhorting and encouraging you and insisting that you walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And for this reason, we too give thanks to God unceasingly, that in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it truly is, the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. The word of the Lord. You have searched me, and you know me, Lord. Where can I go from your spirit, from your presence? Where can I flee? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I sink to the netherworld, you are present there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall guide me, and your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall hide me, and night shall be my light, for you darkness itself is not dark, and night shines as the day. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones and every kind of filth. Even so, on the outside you appear righteous, but inside you are filled with hypocrisy and evil doing. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the memorials of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have joined them in shedding the prophets' blood. Thus you bear witness against yourselves that you are the children of those who murdered the prophets. Now fill up what your ancestors measured out. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the most impressive statues in the United States is in Forest Park in St. Louis. Up on a hill in front of the art museum, overlooking the Grand Basin, a a man-made lake, is a huge bronze statue of St. Louis. He's riding an enormous charging war horse, and he's holding his sword upside down. So it looks like a cross. It is King Louis IX of France, the only French king to become a saint. I posted a picture of him on the back door, the front door. But this very pious, very holy man, a saint, was also a warrior, as the statue correctly depicts. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, doctor of the church, preached the second crusade to protect Christendom in the Holy Land. St. Louis, a father of 11, 
led armies on the seventh and eighth crusades. He was taken prisoner in the seventh, but ransomed and set free. Twenty years later, he died of the plague in North Africa during the eighth crusade. There is a professor at St. Louis University named Thomas Madden. If you look up Madden Crusade Myths, you will get five pages or so of very interesting reading. Professor Madden lays out eight popular myths and gives a paragraph or two on each that refutes them. You see, most of the history of the Crusades that we've been given has come from the non-Catholic and sometimes anti-Catholic world. Professor Madden works with the latest research to give us a better perspective, a a non-prejudiced perspective. Let's examine one myth. The Crusades were wars of unprovoked aggression against a peaceful Muslim world. This is as wrong as wrong can be, writes Professor Madden. From the time of Mohammed in the 7th century, Muslims had sought to conquer the Christian world. And they did a pretty good job of it, too. After a few centuries of steady conquest, Muslim armies had taken all of North Africa, the Middle East, Asia Minor, that's Turkey, and most of Spain. In other words, by the end of the 11th century, the forces of Islam had captured two-thirds of the Christian world. Now, let us use some common sense. A chief lesson of the Crusades, one writer wrote, is don't conquer over half of another group's civilization without expecting reprisals. And don't touch a group's holy sites without expecting retaliation. We can put the shoe on the other foot. If Christians consumed two-thirds of what had been Muslim territory, few would regard Muslims wrong or unjustified in striking back in an attempt to regain lost lands to Christians. The bottom line is that the Crusades were not acts of aggression. No, they were defensive actions. St. Louis and men like him were playing defense, finally. For the problem was that the Christian forces got in the game about 400 years too late. St. Peter wrote that we need always be prepared to make a defense of the one true faith. It took the Crusaders 400 years to defend Christendom. My friends, we don't have 400 years to run the race, to persevere in the faith, to defend the faith at all cost. At all cost. If we do this, a crown of righteousness, a crown like St. Louis, King of France owns, awaits us. (laughs) 